It definitely would be uh, memorable. Yeah. <laughs> if you greet everybody with ahoy, I mean, like, <laughs> okay, let's let's get into this in a, in a totally different topic than uh, funny ways to start <laughs> meetings. <laughs> Welcome to the Begin the Begin podcast. My name is Jeff Hillemeyer, and I'm on a mission to find out what makes people tick. Not just anyone, people who are making a profound impact on the world. I want to dig into their origin story and get to the root of why and how they do what they do. I hope you are as inspired coming out of these conversations as I am. Let's get into it. All right. I am here today to talk with one of my best friends and um, the guy that started 48 and 48 with me. He's been a uh, business partner. He has been a traveling partner. He has been a podcasting partner. Uh, we, we've got lots of stories. So Adam Walker, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, hey, glad to be here. And uh, man, I've never laughed as much as when I travel with you. Like it's the most funny trips imaginable. So stories for yeah. another time. <laughs> I like how you cut me off early there. There was this one time. No, I'm just kidding. There. We'll move on. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't launch with an Ahoy matey. I thought maybe, you... I mean, I thought about it, but out of respect for our friend, Brett, that I uh, did it first, I'll let him keep that one. Okay, so, good, yeah. good. Um, so actually today, you know, it's funny. I was telling uh, my wife, um, that I was going to be talking to you on the podcast today and she said, well, what's the topic? And I said, stoicism. She was like, what? Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> and and I'm, the not best... very, I'm not a very stoic person. Is that why? Is that the reason? I think neither of us. And I think, yeah, you know, no, Brett, neither of us are. No. The best, the best way I could answer that was like, well, it seems like there's a trend in business and leadership over the last, say, three to five years of yeah. looking at and talking about stoic principles. Massive. Yeah. And then what's his name? Is it Ryan Holiday? Yeah, Ryan Holiday is the, the big guy writer in the space. He's written a bunch of books on it. Uh, and they're good. They're very good books. Mm -hmm. I've read one or two of them so far. Yeah. Yeah. So I, anyway, so I tried to start, I started trying to explain to her and I said, you know what? You, you could just listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, I do, and we should start with like the idea, the, the English idea of being stoic and stoicism mm. are not the same, right? So the, cause the English idea of being stoic is like unemotional. Yes. And stoicism is actually not about being unemotional at all. It's about having control of your emotions, which is very different. Um, and so, so, so people that practice stoicism have lots of emotions and, and may feel anger, but if they're good practitioners of stoicism, they're not going to act out of their anger. That's the kind of the big difference there. So just Got to, it. just to be clear there. Well, you know, the reason I wanted to do this was because, um, I had, um, read a bunch of stuff on stoicism when I saw some of the stuff that Ryan holiday put out. Um, and I wrote a blog post about it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, six yeah, or that. nine yeah. months ago. Yeah. And, but I got, um, several, several people replied to me and were like, you are not a stoic, like almost like, uh, like, <laughs> like it's a were, bad thing. Or you're, yeah, yeah, no, no, it was you're totally Jeff, like, you're not a murderer. Thing. You're not. Right. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. They were like trying to save me for myself. Like, don't go down this path. You're not a <laughs> <laughs> and then when you started telling me you were reading some stuff on it recently and everything, I thought, you know what, let's talk about it. Cause yeah. um, you're, you're at a different level of depth than I am now. And I thought, well, let me, let me remember and learn why I thought this was interesting back in yeah. the day. So, yeah. Okay. So, sure. all right. So, so what is it that appealed to you about stoicism when you first started saying, I want to dive a little deeper? 
Well, so I've always been big on like self-discipline and that's kind of a big part of, of what stoicism is, is kind of that mastery of self. And then another, another big part of it is kind of this concept of, uh, not, not needing external things in order to experience happiness. And so like part of like the core of stoicism is that, um, what you really need to be happy and be fulfilled in life is virtue and the pursuit of virtue. And if you have that, really everything else is just sort of nice to have. And so, you know, whereas I might sometimes be frustrated, like with, you know, like, well, why haven't I built a company up to this size? Or why haven't I done this? Or why haven't I written written five best-selling books? Like the reality is I don't need those things to be happy. What I really need is the pursuit of virtue. And and, and for me personally, for help helping other people sort of pursue uh, virtue in their best life as well. So, um, so that, I think that's the, the, core draw for me is just kind of that idea of like contentment with where I'm at at all times. If mm. That makes sense. Yeah. I think, um, it makes sense why this is resonating with so many people because we, we live in a world where, you know, it's go, 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 rough, yeah. rough, rush, get right. the trophy, you know, and to sit back and be more content and then remind yourself of what's actually important. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and also remind yourself that like what you have, what like what you and I have is right now. We have literally right like so worrying about the future really doesn't do me any good. Uh, worrying about or, or fretting over the past doesn't do me any good. We have this moment, and if I can be better at being a part of this moment, mm-hmm. then my life is also better because I'm more engaged with my actual life, which is this present moment, right? And so that's 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 certainly a component of stoicism as well. So so I'm going to jump into the uh, what I think will be a controversial. Uh, topic. <laughs> yeah, do, don't hold back. <laughs> right away. Know. Come on out. Okay. Come on out. So having been married for 23 years. Um the dangerous start to this question. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're gonna get me in trouble. Uh you know, and trying to learn from my wife how to um better understand um the the well women. <laughs> Um, it sounds like what you're saying is, um, what it's like dudes talking to dudes, you know, like when I, when I, at least in my experience, um, I would say it's most of the women in my life spend more time worrying about what's about to happen, spend more time, um, Mm. you know, diving into what happened in the past and me, myself, and a lot of my guy friends are are more so what you just described. It's like, don't worry about what's going to happen. Let's just, you know, where, and so I wonder I wonder if like 90% of the people following his content are just are dudes who are like, yeah, that's the right way to do it. Cause that's my gut is too. It's like, this is awesome. This is is the right way. I mean, maybe, right. I guess it depends on how you look at it. Right. So like, so so like I mentioned earlier, like stoicism is all about virtue. It breaks down virtue in four categories. And I don't think the four categories are specific to men or women, but it's, it's courage, temperance, which would be also self-discipline justice and wisdom. And so like, for example, um, I, like, I don't think justice is going to be male or female, right? It's it's going to be just based on how that particular person's wired. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think when you look at it that way, uh, it doesn't really break down on a, on a gender basis. 
Um, I think it might come more naturally to guys to sort of be in that moment. Like, I don't worry about it because guys are dumb. Like, let's just be real. Let's just be, I mean, if we're just like, I used to teach kids gymnastics and we always joked about how it was so much easier to teach boys how to do a back handspring because you can say to a, right. a, a little boy, Hey, you're going to jump backwards with your head going toward the ground. Your hands are magically going to plant and you're going to be fine. And they'll go, okay. And they'll just do it. <laughs> Whereas the girls are like, actually thought like, wait, you're going to catch me. Right. Like they actually, you know, so because they're thinking about the future they're not just living right in that moment yeah yeah like exactly they can think they can three think 10 seconds ahead where yeah the boys can't yeah and i and i'm 100 mean that as a compliment by the way i mean that like that's i i find that that ability to think ahead is is incredibly helpful um but so i think so i think some of the aspects of stoicism may come more easily to some uh not necessarily men or women might come more easily to some uh but i think the tenets of it kind of apply to all if they if they choose it, if that makes sense. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So what, what are you reading or listening to right now? Oh yeah. man, I didn't have that in my notes. Let's see. So a couple things. Um, the beginner's guide to stoicism by Matthew Van Natta was fantastic. Uh, I'm reading, I'm finishing up stoicism for inner peace by, I can't under, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's like, it starts with an E and has characters in there that I don't know what they are. So yeah. I'm just going to not even try. Um, uh, this one wasn't stoic, but it was a great book. Uh, think like a monk by Jay Shetty was fantastic just in terms of like, like framing how you think philosophically, um, anything by Ryan holiday is great. I, I think, uh, I think the obstacle is the way was yeah. just phenomenal. So yeah. I, I can't, I can't recommend that one. And highly. is that a Marcus Aurelius quote? I know he quotes him a lot. I don't remember if that one is a Marcus Aurelius quote or not. It might be, or it might be a, con a, a, con an idea taken from one of them. I mean, sure. most of Ryan Holiday's work comes from Marcus Aurelius, the majority of it. He tends to lean towards Marcus Aurelius versus other people lean towards Epictetus or some towards Seneca, just depending on kind of what your what your style is, you know, for stoicism. You are, you are becoming a real stoic nerd. <laughs> I'm a nerd all around, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what are you doing differently in your life since you've been diving into stoicism? Oh man, that's a really interesting question. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I have a good answer for that. I, I, I am thinking a lot more. So, so there's several stoic practices um, that, that sort of are classic stoicism and, and the primary of which is called the dichotomy of control. And I am thinking about that a lot more. So the dichotomy of control is, is very simple. It's basically determine in any situation what you can control and and concern yourself with that and don't concern yourself with what you can't control and the thing the things that you can control are almost non like there's 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 basically four epictetus says uh your opinions about your life what you pursue in life what you want and what you do not want those are the four things you can control like that's like, so basically your thoughts and your actions that's it everything else is out of your control and so i find myself in a lot of situations like recognizing you know i i don't have control over this I'm okay with that. I recognize that. I'm not going to let myself be stressed because I I have zero control over this situation. Yeah. So I I just so I find that it really helps me to not stress in those situations. You know, the other thing is like uh, there's a quote I've got it somewhere in my notes. Y'all have to see if I can find it while we're talking. But it's by Marcus Aurelius, and he basically says, um, uh, "Let's see where if I could find it here. Okay, I can't find. It. Oh no, here it is. He says, choose not to be harmed, and you won't feel harmed. Don't feel harmed, and you haven't been.'" And so the idea is like, like, but so there's a simple example, like silly example, but we were at, uh, we were at the, the, the church dinner last night. There's this group of boy scouts 
and they're all posted up literally leaning on the hood of my wife's car, like, like foot on the bumper leaning against the, and just, and she's very, uh, what's the word? She likes her car a lot. She's very, like, she doesn't yep. want scratches on her car. And so like in that moment, I could choose to be harmed by it and be irritated by these Boy Scout troop leaders. They're leaning up, posted up on this car that we paid a lot of money for. Or I could just tell them to get off the car and not be worried about it and not be harmed by it because it, it does mean no, there's no benefit to me in being harmed by their action. Like there's no change, you know? So I think that those are kind of the big differences, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you, you keep sounding like a real dude though. I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably fair. That's probably fair. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. uh, if you can't control it, don't stress about it. Yeah. Um, feels very much, but again, maybe I'm projecting, maybe that's just me and my wife and, and, and that's not the case, but I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know that I have a good enough sample size of, of, of the women that I know to, to determine that. Um, but, but, but like, so a couple of other examples then that might be, might be more helpful and maybe a little less, uh, what's the word down that, like, like stereotypes. So like one is uh memento mori is the idea. So like meditate on your morale, mortality, which is like recognizing that at some point we're all going to die. That's the path that we're on. And how does that affect how we want to live? Right. It, it, cause it does. Like if you think, if you daily take a moment and think I'm only here temporarily, then you do make different decisions based on, you know, based on how you want to best live your life. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one that's kind of interesting, it's called uh prima Let's see, primitatio malorum. I, I, my Latin is terrible, but it's basically the idea of when you're going to do something, think of the bad things that can happen. And that way, when they do happen, you're already expecting them and you won't be as bothered by them. It's so like my, my example of this is like, so let's think if I'm like, if I'm going to a ball game, like a baseball game, I'm going to take the family to a ball game and like, where there's going to be traffic. There's going to be some drunk guy yelling next to my kids that I don't want them to hear that. Somebody's probably going to spill beer near me. Uh, people are going to walk slow. I hate people walking slow. People are going to walk slow. And if I, if I go ahead and think about all that ahead of time, then when it happens in the moment, it's a lot easier to be like, well, I knew that was going to happen. So, you know, okay, mm. let's just keep going. No big deal. We're yep. okay. So yeah. Interesting. Couple ideas. Yeah. Is here's another thought is, um, isn't this stuff really just smart and works for people who already basically believe it and people who don't, it's not going to be something they can just do. So for instance, um, someone who's scared of flying. Okay. So I, based on what you had said earlier, it seems like a stoic would say, look, I can't control, I can just control, you know, um, can I buckle my seat? Um, yeah. you know, yeah. I can remain calm. I can choose to remain calm, right? but I can't control whether or not this plane crashes or if the pilot's drunk or whatever. Um, but you can't, Someone's not going to read this and go, oh, oh they, yeah, now I'm not scared of flying anymore. Or, yeah. oh, now I'm not going to work. So I just, I also wonder, is this just a lot of head nodding? Like, yeah, this is awesome. This makes sense. But it's really what, like everything you've said is pretty much everything I believe and, and how yeah. I live my life. Right. Right. Yeah. Is it really, do you think, do you think there's a swath of people that don't share these feelings, but read this and they're like, oh, I'll, I'll now start not stressing about. I don't what's going to happen in the future. Well, I don't think it's a light switch. I think it's, I think it's a progression, right? Like that, like, so I think perhaps, uh, you know, to, to your fear of flying. I mean, the reality of a fear of flying is that it's an irrational fear. And we all know that we all know that okay. we're more likely to die in the car on the way to the airport than we are in the plane, but I still get nervous when we take off. I'm not gonna lie. Right. So, 
So, I, but but I think you can by small degrees begin to master that, and I think that's what this this kind of philosophy does. Is it gives you those baby steps to begin to master that. Like even I mean, like even you know Marcus Aurelius's writings alone are a great example of that because his writings were actually his personal journal, and basically he wrote out his philosophy for living as a reminder to himself to continue to try to live that way. It's it's what he's attempting to attain. Mm. And it, so he never meant for this to be published. It's just, this is how he's attempting to live his life and to continue to improve himself. And so I think over time, we sort of get better and better and better, if that makes sense. I mean, like, even like, even as a, like, even as a dad, like you could probably appreciate this. So the things that would mm-hmm. set me off and make me angry when my first kid was five versus my, fifth kid that's five like like i don't get angry with the fifth kid because i've already i've chilled out like you i've have learned. five kids that's like, <laughs> that's insane <laughs> you know but you know what i'm saying like i've chilled out but i've chilled out by degrees over years of time yeah. and i think that's that same thing if you're willing to to set your mind on certain types of philosophy you can do the same thing that makes by, by if, degrees if someone were going to push back on stoicism would it be that by by doing these things and really living your life this way that that you're stifling maybe emotions that could be healthy or could could benefit you in some way well i don't think you're i don't think the the point of stoicism is never to stifle emotions at all it's to recognize them and then decide how you're going to act on them right so so feeling the emotions not a problem um mourning something that's sad is not a problem um, getting angry even is not a problem, but if getting angry leads you to punching, that's a problem, right? So that's that's where stoicism kind of comes in is, is recognizing, like, I'm angry. Right. Is there value in this anger? But, all right, but but so you, 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 you kids were all over the car and then two days later you come back and they're smoking around the car and then two days later you come back and, and then uh, the 10th time, you're just going to attack all those kids, right? You're just going <laughs> to... You're just gonna blow up. <laughs> I'm gonna bring an air horn the tenth time. Is what I'm gonna do, and just you're, you're, you're you like, know, like that's yeah. Telling yourself every time you're like, no, it's fine, it's yeah. fine. I'm not gonna choose, and then finally you just freak out. No, I, I would totally bring an air horn the tenth. There's no doubt about that. Like that, that would absolutely be what I would do. Uh, but I would do it like it, I don't know if it'd be out of anger or just like pure amusement at that point, yeah, like right. just to mess with them. Um, no, I, yeah. It, at some, you, I mean, no, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. That's you sure. have been reading one hour a day for 108 days. You told me, right? Yeah, that's right. And I yeah. still think I don't know if you saw this, but I, I still think the day you texted me when you said you've read for 99 straight days. Yeah, I still think your blog post should have been. You remember what I told you? I got, uh, I, I, re- I got 99 problems, but this ain't one. Is that but a, the? But a book. But a book ain't one. <laughs> but a book ain't one. That's I mean, right. that, yeah, that's yeah. got to be the greatest blog post title ever. <laughs> For you to talk about your I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I'm really sort of disappointed. But um no, so I'm curious. So you're reading a ton. I mean, you're, you're yeah. crushing it right now. 108 yeah. days of at least an hour. And I know there's plenty of days you've done more than that. I'm yeah. curious, you know, I'll often um read read get into a topic like you've got into stoicism and mm-hmm. um I've got some notes or whatever. And then, you know, a year later, it's sort of gone. I mean, maybe some sure. of it's sort of stuck. Are yep. you doing anything to come out of this? Because I imagine you'll, you'll stop reading books oh, yeah, on this for pretty sure. soon. Yeah. Um, are you going to do anything? Or are you doing anything to try to say, all right, I'm going to try to remind myself of this or stay true to these things. Or is it just hopefully stuck in there somewhere? And be <laughs> well, I, I think your podcast helped with that because I formalized my thinking into notes in notion. There uh, you go. So I, have, I now have a notion note called notes on stoicism and it's got like 
I mean, I went through today and, 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 and you know, props to, to Ryan Holiday's site, uh, the Daily Stoic or dailystoic.com. I pulled a lot of stuff from there and kind of a lot of my thinking from there. So just, you know, citing mm-hmm. him. But then I also pulled a bunch of quotes from other stuff that I've read on Kindle. And so it made me kind of go through all the quotes and everything else and sort of pull out everything in terms of like, this is what I see. This is what I think. Um, and it's something to refer back to. So I think I, I, I doubt I'll read too much more on it. Um, I'll probably finish Ryan Holiday stuff and then I'll move on to something else. But um, but yeah. I, I do want to be able to circle back from time to time. Are you going to write a blog post about? Mm-hmm. I imagine. Yeah, I think I've got to. I've got, yeah. yeah. Or maybe a series of blog posts about stoicism, honestly. I mean, why not? You know, I mean, yeah. everybody's everybody's into it, obviously. So um, and then people can write back and be like, no, Adam, no, no, you got to calm down. Still I fail to find a problem with stoicism. Um, but but you know what would be interesting is, um, have, you, have you used chat GPT? I have, yeah. I wonder what it would say if you said, you know, tell me or debate with me. Problems with stoicism. Yeah. Debate debate with me the benefits or or negatives of stoicism. But I I fail to find, I mean, it all just resonates. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's great. I I love it. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing is like the premise of virtue, right? If you're, if you, if you reject that premise, then a lot of the other stuff sort of begins to fall apart. Um, But if you, if you accept the sort of premise of virtue and what those virtues are, then it sort of coalesces into a really interesting sort of system of of thinking. How would you? What? How would somebody not resonate with? The I mean, they might. Virtue? I mean, somebody might say like, "Well, virtue is not enough, right?" They might say like, "To be happy, you oh, can't have just virtue. Right. Maybe, maybe you have to have uh, people in your life. You know, maybe, maybe so, like maybe some social psychologist is is hardcore about like you have to have interpersonal contact. Maybe that's true. I don't know. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there, maybe they or maybe they would say it's not just virtue, but it's virtue and something else. Um, so I think, I think that's the thing. I mean, some people live their lives as if money is the main thing and and not virtue. And so maybe that's, their sure. I don't know that many people would admit that that's, they wouldn't admit it, but, 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 thing, I think, yeah. but I think a lot of us, I mean, I mean, I've been guilty of that at times and, and reckon, and, and I have to recognize too, that, you know, if I go bankrupt tomorrow, am I really going to be a, an unhappy person? Mm. Like it would suck, but am, am I genuinely going to be unhappy as a as a human being for a long period of time? I think the answer has to be mm. no, because there's just more, there's too much to value in my life. There's too much I have to do. So if I lose the house, I lose the car, I lose everything else. I, I still have my family. I still have, I mean, hopefully I'm still breathing and I can still contribute to the world. And honestly, that's pretty much all I need. Right. So, well, I did, um, I did ask chat. GPT. Um, <laughs> just now. Oh, oh, I love that you were already logged in. That's great. Right. Uh, I just now G- did. What okay. does Chat GPT say for so us? So I said, I said, tell me why stoicism isn't a good thing to follow. And yeah. um, she, I, I, for some reason, I think it's a she. She said, as an AI language model, I am programmed to provide unbiased and informative responses. Therefore, I will present both the benefits and drawbacks. Oh, so anyways, okay. I like that. The benefits that she lists for stoicism is improved emotional regulation. Mm-hmm. Increased resilience. Yep. And improved decision making. I can totally see all three of those. Yeah. Okay. Guess what the number one negative the lack of emotion is going to be the the first one. Well, yeah, suppression of emotion. Yeah, but but that's not a thing. That's so it says thing. while stoicism yeah. encourages individuals to regulate their emotions, some people may interpret this as a call mm. to suppress or ignore their Got feelings. Got it. Got it. This right. can lead to emotional numb- numbness and a lack of connection. So it does sound like what you're saying, like um, you can go that direction, even though that's not the intention of it. Right. You can go right. in that way. The second yep. one is um, lack of empathy. It says some critics argue that stoicism can lead individuals to be 
overly detached and apathetic toward others as they prioritize mm. their own self-control over their relationship with others. And, that's kind of interesting. And that's only true if you expect people to follow the same journey that you're on. And I, I recently just wrote a blog post and an email about that. Like my journey is not your journey. No, well, actually my journey and your journey are very similar, but my, <laughs> ju- but my journey is not somebody else's journey. And yeah. so I have to be careful. I mean, but this is true for any type of self-improvement. Like if I'm hardcore about like learning languages so I can better connect with the people that live around me and my, and my neighbors. And, and I think all other people that don't learn languages to connect with their neighbors are terrible people. That makes me a terrible person. Like that's a, that's a ridiculous premise, right? And so anytime we're becoming better versions of ourselves, we have to be careful not to try to impose that on other people because they're becoming better versions of themselves, but maybe in a totally different, different realm. And that's fine, you know, or maybe they're not. And that's fine too. It's not my, it's not, they're not me. How much of stoicism talks about caring for others? Quite a bit. Right. Uh, yeah, there's there's quite a bit about being involved with your community, uh, being connected and helping helping yeah, the good. people around you. Um, there's there's quite quite a lot about that. Got yeah. it. Okay. Um, and then the third thing that it says could be a drawback is unattainable standards. Stoicism sets high standards for personal virtue and self-control, which can be difficult for some individuals to meet. This mm. can lead to feelings of inadequacy or self-blame. And I can tell that's totally a valid point, hundred percent valid. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's, but that's also true. Like if you read Jocko Wilnick, Wilnick, Jocko Wilnick's book, uh, discipline is freedom. And like, you look at, I mean, Jocko is this ex Navy seal, awesome dude. that's up at four 30 AM working out for two hours every day. And like, if you look at that as like, that's the perfect standard, like none of us are going to attain to that. Right. And so we all have to recognize, like we all have our limits. We all have our, whether it's time, physical or, or mental, and we have to set standards that are reasonable within those limits. And that's, that's true. Whatever philosophy you're. you're yeah, I think off. that's right. Although, although this one does seem very, um, you know, it's very much about self-control and discipline and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, but yeah, no, I think, I think all three of those were reaching a little bit. Um, and just for fun, I, because this is a fun thing to do with, uh, chat is, uh, tell me about stoicism in the voice of a pirate. <laughs> I'm just going to read a couple of sentences here. It says, uh, it says, our matey, let me tell ye about stoicism. It be a philosophy, a life that emphasizes self-control and rationality. As a pirate, ye know that you will be living in a dangerous and unpredictable world where we face risks at every turn. Stoicism can help us face these challenges with a clear head and strong will. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, I, I love that. I love the I, whole I would pirate. imagine stoicism would be good say- for pirates. Well, ChatGPT does a great job of of simplifying things that like like even even saying ChatGPT explained this thing that's complex like I'm a child. I, I love that about it. So that's that's off the topic of stoicism, but I, I yeah, just yeah, that, no, so. it's very it's yeah. very fun and cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, anything else about stoicism that I should have asked that you uh, took the time to write a note about? Yeah, so I, th- I think the last thing is like um, there's this idea in Stoicism um, of amor fati, which is kind of a love of fate, um, and it, I think it's like this this concept of recognizing that uh, the things that happen to us in our lives are often not necessarily good or bad, but time will tell what they are. And so a lot of times, like like some like you lose your job, you think, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I mean, I got fired in 2008 it's the only time i've ever been fired and it was the best thing ever because it, it caused me to start my first agency and, and it and set me on the path for so many things so i so I actually print i i took notes there's a there's a, a a taoist parable in jay shetty's book think like a monk so i'm going to read this to you for a yeah. second if that's all right Please. this would be kind of a good wrap up so there's a taoist parable 
about a farmer whose horse ran away. How unlucky, his brother tells him. The farmer shrugs. Good thing, bad thing. Who knows, he says. A week later, the wayward horse finds his way home and with a beautiful wild mare by his side. That's amazing, his brother says, admiring the new horse with no small envy. Again, the farmer is unmoved. Good thing, bad thing. Who knows, he says. A few days later, the farmer's son climbs up on the mare, hoping to tame the wild beast, but the horse bucks and rears, and the boy is hurled to the ground and breaks a leg. How unlucky, his brother says, with a tinge of satisfaction. Good thing, bad thing. Who knows, the father says again. The next day, the young men of the village are called into military service, but because his son's leg is broken, he is excused from the draft. His brother tells him, uh, his brother tells the farmer that this surely is the best news of all. Good thing, bad thing. Who knows, the farmer says. The farmer in this story didn't get lost in what if, but instead focused on what is. And so I think that that idea of like, we're in life and sometimes the things that look terrible are terrible. And sometimes we don't really know if they're terrible and they might lead to something grand. And so I think we have to be careful when we put good and bad labels on not everything, but certainly on some things. Yeah, no, I, I do love that parable. Um, I do think though, listening to it, I've, I've read that many times um, and I've always thought, yeah, this is, but now that I hear you read it, it is interesting because it, it sounds like someone who doesn't celebrate life. Mm. Like, oh yeah, this is whatever. It's all <laughs> milk toast. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. It's not good. But like, you're yeah. someone that laughs more than anyone I know, Yeah, um, you know? And so I could see how I like, for instance, like I, I can see how being a monk sort of really works well with this concept of stoicism. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. do think that's, that's interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the, I think the point of that parable is don't get overly hung up on trying to figure out, is this good or is this bad? Cause there's like, like I think about it in, in the context of like, for example, my work, right. So I've got, you know, I've got an agency and my, my main role is I want to sell. Right. But I have to recognize that in sales, there's only so many inputs that I have to control the outcome. Like mm -hmm. there's just, and, and, and then ultimately I'm not in control of the outcome. Like the people that buy from me are in control of the outcome. And so it, this kind of, this kind of thinking sort of frees me up to say, you know, I'm going to put in everything I can into the inputs that I can control. And then beyond that, I've got to be okay with what happens because I can only right. do what I can do and I can't let what somebody else does control me and control my emotions. Okay. Well, I think that's probably as much as our audience will want to hear about stoicism. <laughs> <laughs> if they made it this far, here's the bonus. I did ask chat GPT uh, to tell me a joke about stoicism. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she made this joke up. <laughs> so, why did the stoic philosopher break up with his girlfriend? Do you know Oh why? my God. <laughs> Because he, because he didn't believe in showing any external signs of emotion, so she thought he didn't care about her. <laughs> That's so terrible, and yet I'm still laughing. I think I, it, I, I really think she made that up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that wasn't. It's it's like logical, but not really funny. <laughs> um, and yet we're still laughing. Adam, thanks for joining me um, again. If anyone made it this far, uh, you should know that uh, a big part of what Adam does is help brands and people set up podcasts um, and monetize and and uh, I want to say, I guess I'll say merchandise that, um, yeah. that podcast content. Yeah, create marketing um, content, right. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, where should they go if they want to learn more about that, Adam Walker? Uh, learn more about that at our website, edgewise.media. And uh, if you want to connect with me, you can go to my website, adamjwalker.com. I do have a weekly newsletter that I'll ask you to sign up for on adamjwalker.com. I'd love to have you there. It's so good. And uh, and this is all an attempt for me not to have to do show notes. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I got you covered. I got you covered. <laughs> all right, Adam. I appreciate it. It's good to see you, buddy. Thanks, man. All right. Bye. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. I didn't think people did that anymore. Well, since I still have you, I'd love for you to do two things. First, subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. That way you'll be alerted as soon as I post my next one. And second, I'd love for you to subscribe to my email newsletter. I send out an email every week or two, and it's really where I share my more personal thoughts and ideas. Plus, I give stuff away sometimes. You can find the sign up at my blog, jeffhillemeyer.com. And I really do appreciate you listening.